So back in 2015 and 2016, the American people were bombarded with these horrible images via social media and mainstream media of Syria and Aleppo and of everything that was going on back then. However, what they didn't tell you was, was that the real threats were not in Syria. The real threats were Saudi Arabia and what was taking place in Yemen. And if you did not know this history of the United States back in Saudi Arabia to terrorize the Middle East goes back all the way to the days of World War II. So let's get into the United States relationship with Saudi Arabia, the Saudi-led coalition, how they are affecting Yemen, okay? How they have been affecting Yemen for the past four years and why by 2016, the United States offered to sell Saudi Arabia $115 billion of weaponry to rage war on the Yemeni people. Stay tuned for this episode of Rondell's Unpopular Opinion and why the Yemeni people believe that though the presidential seat may change, the situation in Yemen with the Saudi-led coalition will not change. (laughs) Y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Welcome to Rondell's Unpopular Opinion, everybody. Welcome to Anchor, welcome to Spotify, welcome to Apple, welcome to wherever you're getting this from because like I always tell you, I'm streaming on so many different sites um, and I had to look that up. Like, I'm like, damn, I'm on here too. <laughs> um, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that and I appreciate you. And as I always say, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. Now, we're going to get into Yemen. We're, we're going to get into Yemen because, um, I learned of Saudi Arabia, their power. Okay. And they're very, uh, you know, tight connections with the United States. Um, definitely over the pandemic, I was definitely educating myself over that starting around like March. Right. And, I will highly recommend if you guys still have your Netflix accounts to definitely watch the Saudi Arabia exposed documentary. It is an excellent documentary. If you want to understand how the people of Saudi Arabia actually live, let's, let's start with that because see, we got it all fucked up here in America. When we think that police brutality in America is an issue. Okay, when when you were living under military rule, I, I don't think you guys understand how real it is. Um, go over to the Middle East and, and and say that your life matters. Go over to the Middle East and in in Saudi Arabia or Iran and talking about that you you gay and you want to be liberal and watch what the fuck happens to you. But anyway. That is an excellent documentary. I highly suggest everyone watches the Saudi Arabia Exposed documentary on Netflix, okay? Because you, you're going to learn a lot. 
Now, what we're also going to get into is the history of Saudi Arabia, the United States, especially when it comes to the situation in Yemen. So I don't want to go too much off on a tangent, you know, and talk way too much. We're going to get into this clip from Vox and shout out to Vox because they actually broke this down, the chronological timeline of it. Um, and this post is from four years ago. Okay. So I just want y'all to know that this is not, uh, up to date, but we're definitely going to get into what is going on in Yemen right now. But in order to understand where we are, we have to take a look at where we've been. So I will be RB, but check out this clip to understand what has been taking place in Yemen with Saudi led coalition and the backing of the United States and how it has gotten completely out of pocket. All right. So listen up and I will be right back. One of the Middle East's bloodiest conflicts is also one of its most overlooked. It's not Syria or Iraq. It's in a different place entirely, Yemen. The 20 month old civil war there has killed more than 10,000 people and triggered a massive humanitarian crisis. But press coverage has been minimal, overshadowed by the fight against ISIS in Syria and in Iraq. In Yemen, one side has Houthi rebels backed by Iran. On the other, you have the former Yemeni government of Abdurbu Mansour al-Hadi, backed by a coalition of 10 countries led by neighboring Saudi Arabia, who is ultimately also backed by the US. The civil war there erupted in 2015, when the Houthis, a Shiite group who received money and weapons from Iran, took up arms to overthrow Yemen's government, which is Sunni, and backed by Saudi Arabia. The Houthis complained that the government discriminated against them for years, mistreating them on a large scale, and that their fight is a fight to be treated fairly. Many in the region, by contrast, see it very differently. They think it's the latest front in a shadow war between Saudi Arabia and Iran for control over the entire region. In March of 2015, Saudi Arabia began bombing Houthi-held territory across Yemen, causing mass civilian casualties. They've destroyed targets ranging from marketplaces to hospitals, from schools, and even to a funeral recently, where 140 people were killed in a single strike. In August, the Saudis bombed the vital port of Hodeidah, severely damaging a main source of Yemen's food and humanitarian aid shipments, and increasing the chances of mass starvation in what is already an impoverished country. The indiscriminate bombing has prompted investigations by the UN for possible war crimes. But while the Saudis are leading this bloody campaign, the blame also spreads to a great power whose support is directly contributing to the carnage, to the United States. The US has supported Saudi Arabia militarily since World War II, selling arms, providing military aid, and training the Saudi military on how to use US-manufactured planes, tanks, and other weapons. In recent years, Saudi Arabia has bought more weapons from the US than any other country in the world. Just since March of 2015, the US has authorized $22 billion worth of weapon sales to Saudi Arabia. The most recent deal includes 20 Abrams tanks listed as battle damage replacements. The battle, of course, is Yemen. The weapons the US sells also include cluster bombs, banned by most of the international community, and F-15 fighter planes, 
which is making up the vast bulk of what the Saudi Air Force is currently using as it bombs Yemen. But America's aid to Saudi Arabia goes way beyond weapon sales, and it's directly contributing to the current fight. That's because Washington is literally helping to refuel Saudi planes while they strike targets across Yemen. When the Saudis asked the U.S. to refuel one of their planes, giant American tankers like the KC-135 Stratotanker take off from the Incirlik Air Base in Turkey or from U.S. carriers in the Arabian Sea. They then link up with Saudi F-15s in international airspace. These airborne refuels give the Saudi planes a much longer range and allow Saudi's air campaign to become more lethal because the planes can stay in the air longer and hit targets much more frequently. As of late November, the U.S. had flown more than 1,600 refueling missions to over 6,300 aircraft in the skies bombing Yemen. That's an average of two a day. So why is the U.S. so supportive of this bloody campaign? The most important reason is the Iran nuclear deal. In 2015, the Obama administration offered to drop its crippling economic sanctions on Iran in exchange for Iran limiting its nuclear program. Without those sanctions, Iran's political and economic power has significantly increased, making Saudi Arabia nervous that their enemy will gain new influence in the region, in countries from Iraq to Lebanon, and from Syria to Yemen. Now that Iranian influence is in Saudi Arabia's backyard, the Saudis fear that Houthi rebels loyal to Iran will now be literally on the footsteps of their country. They want U.S. help beating them back. Secondly, the intervention in Yemen is also a part of the U.S.'s broader counter-terror strategy for the Middle East. The goal of U.S. policy in Yemen is to make sure that Yemen cannot be a safe haven that extremists can use to attack the West and to attack the United States. Yemen is home to the most active and dangerous branch of al-Qaeda. The U.S. has a major interest in preventing this terror group from taking advantage of the power vacuum in Yemen to plot new attacks. Finally, the U.S. is honoring one of its longest-standing and most important allies. Since World War II, Saudi Arabia has been a vital partner against communism and now terrorism. The Yemen campaign is a high priority for Saudi Arabia, and that makes it a priority for the United States. But as the war devolves into a bloody stalemate, the administration is increasingly worried about being complicit in potential war crimes. In State Department documents obtained by Reuters, a meeting agenda from January of 2016 talks about limiting exposure to LOAC, which means the law of armed conflict. Some in the White House worry that the U.S. was potentially violating that law because of its assistance to Saudi Arabia. In those documents, State Department officials also discuss the implications of a 2013 international court decision implying that if the U.S. were to provide practical assistance, encouragement, or moral support to the Saudis, the U.S. could be charged with war crimes itself. In an effort to avoid this, the U.S. issued a no-strike list to the Saudis to try to mitigate civilian casualties. It included things like known hospitals, universities, schools, cemeteries. The Saudis appear to be ignoring it. The UN estimates 10,000 people have died in the fighting, that 370,000 children are malnourished, and that 10,000 other children have already died from preventable disease. Nearly 3 million people have been pushed out of their homes in the last year of fighting alone. Truces have come and gone, while hopes for peace talks falter. The Houthis continue to run the government in the capital of Sana'a, raising questions about what Saudi Arabia has actually accomplished, and whether any of it could possibly be worth the cost. Here at home, in Congress, some lawmakers from both parties have talked about stopping weapons sales to Saudi Arabia until it does more to keep the air war in Yemen from causing massive human rights abuses. Others argue that America's relationship with Saudi Arabia is so important 
that the U.S. needs to keep selling weapons despite the carnage in Yemen. The Obama administration, for its part, has repeatedly urged the Saudis to do more to avoid accidentally hitting targets like schools and like hospitals. The White House has also condemned individual attacks. But the reality is that the U.S. finds itself increasingly complicit with the actions of a coalition led by Saudi Arabia. That means President Obama will leave office with America helping an ally fight a bloody war, causing mass civilian suffering that shows no signs of ending. And that is not a legacy to be proud of. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. So y'all actually heard that recording from Vox and shout out to Vox. This was actually recorded back in 2016 um, during the transition between President Barack Obama and President Donald Trump. All right. So that's what you're hearing, what was going on then. And honestly speaking, it has um, gotten worse at this point under the Trump administration, because like I said in the previous podcast, while you were distracted by the election part two, the Trump administration and, you know, the Senate, and I believe maybe also some members of the house were game for continuing to sell these, uh, F 35. Now we're not even on F 15 planes anymore, right? That you heard in the, the recording from Vox. We're on F-35 planes that are now able to go undetected, all right? we You won't even see the attack coming now, all right? Aviation won't even be able to tell if the, if the terrorist attack will be coming in, right? So, it has actually really honestly gotten worse. And honestly speaking, you can't even blame or put all of the blame on the Obama administration, on the Trump administration, this stuff goes back to World War II, all right? This is nothing new. And you heard that also from Vox. They was telling you that this has been an issue or these two states being in cahoots have been an issue. And this is a bubble that is definitely bound to burst. Now, when we speak about Middle East conflict, all right, and let me pull the mic up a little bit because we, we're going to unpack this because I have to break this down in a way that my people can understand because I don't think that they know how serious this is, all right? And what we need to understand is, is that we need to let go of the narrative that what happens overseas does not affect here. Because if it's anything that COVID did was it showed you that that is absolutely false. Whatever happens overseas definitely affects you when you are dealing and operating with a centralized one world government. Everything that affects one nation affects you. Please understand that. Now let's unpack what's been going on in Yemen and how Saudi Arabia is, um, just as much of a problem as Iran is, okay? Because see, understand this. Whenever you have Middle Eastern uh, conflict being discussed, there's always two countries that keep coming up in the conversation. Keep coming up. And that's Iran and that's Saudi Arabia, okay? So follow me, because I'm really about to break it down to you. 
Saudi Arabia and Iran will never declare war on each other. They'll never pop off. They'll never attack each other. What they'll do is they'll get themselves involved in geographically smaller uh, countries and states, right, within the Middle East, like Yemen, like Syria, and they'll instigate those, right? They'll fuel the fire and sit back and watch shit burn, okay? They'll sit back and watch people be casualties of war. And not only will they sit back and watch it, they'll instigate it enough to provide weaponry for it, okay? For hospitals to be attacked, for um, uh, for mosques, for um, supermarkets, schools. This is ridiculous. Totally, utterly ridiculous. And now we have the United States choosing a side okay that they've been on that side and now they are the biggest armory for the fuck shit and the bullshit all right so as far as Yemen is concerned as you heard in the vox recording right they're in a civil war all right and this is why it's important to understand this because this is about to become america this is exactly what's about to happen with this election because technically, like I keep telling people, no one has won the election yet. Now, in the Vox recording, you heard them speaking about President Hadi. All right. And President Hadi was essentially the president in Yemen. Okay. And a group of people were dissatisfied. A group of Yemenese people. All right. Were dissatisfied with Hadi. Because they felt that he was in bed with the Saudis. They felt as though he was mishandling government funds. All right. And this is all searchable. Mansur Hadi. Adaraba Mansur Hadi. Was mishandling government funds. Fucking up the oil industry. All right. In Yemen. And people were not with the shit. And the group of radicals who weren't with the shits went and invaded the capital of Yemen, overtook it, okay, and Hadi fled to Saudi Arabia. And when that happened, all hell really, really broke loose. Really, really broke loose. So now we have Hadi returning back to uh, Yemen. And when he's returning, he's backed by the Saudi government, obviously, with force to overtake the country back, right? But you also have these group of rebels who are not bowing down. And the group of rebels who are not bowing down are being supported with weaponry and economically from Iran. So I want y'all to understand how all this ties into each other, okay? So now you have Iran instigating one side of Yemen. And now you have the Saudi Arabians, the Saudis instigating another side of of the Yemeni people so now we have conflict now we have a civil war and now the children and the people are starving the ports are being bombed where there's no food that can actually be uh, imported in alright they're bombing the ports for food 
coupled with the coronavirus now we got covid going on now right so think about everything that you just heard on the vox recording from three years ago and coronavirus being the cherry on top of that imagine what is happening to the people to the children over in yemen they are literally being starved to death all right i want y'all to understand that this is nothing new this is nothing new okay and this is what to me honestly in my opinion is going to be what is set to happen to the u.s all right there are certain people who side with with trump and their patriots and then you have the radical left who will go hard for joe biden you have donald trump not wanting to concede the presidency and transition over to a biden harris administration right we have the electoral college not making decisions right and we have the emotions of the people okay do not think that the radical left will not run down to the White House and fuck shit up or that they not plotting. Don't think that the Patriots are not plotting because see, the election has not been called. All right. Un understand that now enough with comparing the two. All right. Because we, we already know that we are on the brink of a civil war too. Right. This is why I say, even though we're a first world nation, we are not far fetched. We are starting to look like the countries that nobody cared about, that nobody cared about. And honestly speaking, it's crazy at this point because the Saudis have built a coalition now of all these countries to keep their foot on Yemen's neck all right and the United States feels as though oh well you know Al-Qaeda forces come out of Yemen so we have to continue to join in and keep in the foot on the neck you feel what I'm saying but this is a very very dangerous situation and the United States is going to get themselves caught up caught up and our people are going to be a casualty probably of this war, depending on who's coming in next or who's staying within the administration. It is, it's really, honestly, it is insane. Insane. Now, the reason why, the reason why Saudi Arabia feels as though they need to, because mind you, even to this present day, they're still continuing to, pur to purchase armory, weaponry, right? You heard in the last podcast that I did that they have purchased F-35 um, planes. There's a whole program now. And the Saudi coalition is within that program to have these planes that go undetected. All right? That have all these gadgets on them. They're gearing up for something. Okay? And they know... That with Qasim Soleimani dead, right? Because every president catches a body, right? Every president catches a body. Obama got a few bodies, right? Trump body is Qasim Soleimani. You think Iran forgot about that shit? The sanctions are lifted now. And the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia know that it ain't far-fetched 
with their nuclear intelligence the iranian nuclear uh iranian nuclear intelligence that they can't build their own coalition either you understand what i'm saying so please understand that it is not far-fetched that world war three will pop off and as far as the countries that are involved in this uh coalition obviously it's us right billions and billions of dollars are pouring in to the american government for selling all this weaponry right but we also have kuwait we we know that we got the united arab emirates involved in this shit we have bahrain we have qatar sudan morocco jordan you know this this is crazy they are building an army but then they say that then you hear administration saying that they want peace but the same ones who want peace are the same ones who who dropped the bombs how does that shit make sense it doesn't it really really doesn't what needs to happen is do the saudis and the iranian governments need to just deal with each other and leave everybody else the fuck alone i wholeheartedly agree with the group of people who are yemeni who believe that this is about control who is going to control the state is it iran or is it saudi arabia all right that's what it's truly about okay but understand that we are not much different than these people okay then then these states because we are definitely on the brink of a civil war here in america and we have people who support the president right that are radical and then we have people who don't support the president that are radical also which is going to lead to unrest conflict it already has right but imagine the plot twist when all these supreme court legal kinks get worked out that they don't want to talk about right what's going to happen in december when the electoral colleges calls the decision what's going to happen then you know it's really honestly it's insane and, and it's, it's it's crazy really really crazy so now we have people being the casualties of this war right dying from disease dying from infection dying from famine being starved out starved out in poverty and you got the yemeni people saying that nothing is going to change despite people stating that they want to stop the sale of these armed weapons but they were the main ones dropping the fucking bombs when they were vice president I believe Vox said that they were dropping two bombs a day on Yemen. Can you imagine being Yemeni and living like that? I just, I just want people to really understand what that looks like, what that feels like. What does that sound like? When you can't go to the supermarket without hearing a fucking bomb. I, I I don't I, I really don't know. I don't I really don't know. You know? But this this shit is insane. Truly, truly insane. And let's talk about the UN, right? Because the UN 
is very much so cognizant of the fact that civilians were utilized as casualties of war, right? They knew this and they knew where all this weaponry was coming from. They knew it was coming from the United States. They knew what was going on. All right. And they chose not to hold these world leaders accountable for it. All right. Cause they don't give a fuck and they're down with the establishment too. Down with it too. Because they knew that there were war crimes that were committed by the Saudis, by the United States and the rest of the coalition. It, it's really honestly it's insane really honestly insane you know but like i said i highly suggest people look more into this topic okay because it, it is affecting and i find it so crazy how all of this weaponry sales took place right but there's no room for a stimulus there's no room for reparations there's no room for anything when you have acquired billions upon billions upon billions of dollars for the last past umpteen fucking years, right? But we can't fix the minor problems that are going on within America. I need somebody to understand, help me understand that. Because it's not making fucking sense. I highly suggest people watch Saudi Arabia exposed on netflix i watched it about maybe eight months ago all right like i said it's an excellent documentary all right and please do your research through al jazeera through vox through bbc because they are going to tell you what the hell was really going on all right and they're going to be able to tell you why now they believe that World War Three is going to happen, right? And I really need y'all to pay attention to what's going on in Yemen because that is probably going to be the hand that tips the scale with this, all right? Because I'm pretty sure Iran, this is why if you paid attention when Qasim Soleimani was murdered, right, in, in Iran at the hand of America, okay, understand that everybody in the house of representatives were shaking in their fucking boots all right because they know of the nuclear intelligence that iran has they know that they that they know that the united states is in bed with uh saudis okay they know that the saudis own all the real estate and that they control trump too they know this okay and this is why they were afraid of attacks and war from Iran nuclear attacks because of what the fuck has been going on when it comes to destabilizing the Middle East and the role that the United States played in it or plays in it now and been playing in for 70 fucking years so they were scared that we were heading into a war and that Iran was going to retaliate against us. All right. But like I said, please look more into this. All right. 
Um, because as I predicted, a food shortage will be coming to America too. All right. And, um, the United States is going to look like the middle East that nobody cared about four, four or five years ago. They didn't care for it other than the hashtag on social media due to the images that they seen on CNN and Fox and MSNBC and CBS. So shit is definitely about to get real. I highly suggest people look into it. And that's all that I got for now. All right. I love y'all. Y'all already know. All right. Shout out to the 27 countries that have tuned into Rondell's Unpopular Opinion. And like I always say, please tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. All right. And um, the next podcast, we will be getting into the true corruption of the Saudi uh, government. We also will be talking about um, some domestic matters here that have been going on that I feel like aren't being talked about enough. But um, we're going to keep it going with the foreign policy. We're probably going to have one more podcast that's going to come out because I want to touch on uh, Jamal Khashoggi a little bit. I want to touch on his story because I feel like he was definitely overlooked. Um, We're, we're going to talk about him and what took place. But like I said, I love y'all. Y'all take care and y'all be well. Peace.